Welcome back to For the Republic. We have a great episode for you guys today. Maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't. If you're one of our audio listeners on Spotify or her radio, sorry, you won't be able to see this. But uh, if you're our you know, usual YouTube watcher, listener, uh, you'll notice we're both on video today coming from our studios, our virtual studios here. I have a fabulous apartment here deep in some random ass hotel. I'm in Hawaii. In, that doesn't look like Hawaii in the background. Do you know where you are? No, he doesn't know where he is. He's, he's like Let's Biden. just say I'm in Afghanistan. He's somewhere where he can lick the world. That's what as Biden would say. As my as my commander in chief would say. Uh, what's that called? Lick the world. <laughs> lick the thing. world. All right, but regardless of that, you can lick the world after this episode. We have great things to talk about. Nah, I don't know about great. Um, but great show today. We have a special topic which we're going to come out. You know, that's our first topic. Then we're going to talk about 2024. The heat is right. The heat. The race is heating up. There's been some new ads by Trump, DeSantis, going back and forth. There have been some comments from the GOP's favorite fat guy, Chris Christie. Uh, some other guys, some other governors have commented about, you know, 2024. Um, there's a new person in the race, Tim Scott. We'll talk about all about that. Uh, Chicago, if you haven't noticed, there's a big mess happening in America's big cities. Chicago, San Francisco, New York, of course. But, you know, big news coming from Chicago, the America's safest city. Right, Candy? Huh. Yeah, right. Safest city? Yeah, sure. Why not? What are you talking about? It's the safest city in the country. Don't you love going there? You can go. You can. That's the only safe city in the world where you can go out at 3 a.m., get Subway, and meet people of the different party who won't beat you up. Wait, have you ever been there, Chicago? No, it's a disgusting city. Why would I go? Maybe if you want to. Maybe if you want to visit. No, nope. the place. So hell no. No, I know people <laughs> who went. They're like, it's like, no, it's not. Shut up. Um, but you haven't no, been there. Like, they, they were on a boat on a river, and they say that's that's great. It's like you've never been on a boat or on a river. Like, come on now. Like, I've been to better places. Um, all right, okay, whatever. I mean, you live in the sparkling city of Plainfield, so <sighs> your favorite, your favorite city of the of the third world that is New Jersey. Now, no, nah, I'll, um, I'll be out here soon. Yeah, you'll be you know, you'll be there forever, and you'll like it. And um, then we're going to talk about our military, our ferocious, woke, aborting military. We're going to have a little discussion on that at the end. So let's get right into it. Um, your very good friend, our very good friend, Karen Deep, said, you know, why not? You know, we have some people watching us now. We have great people watching us now. Maybe you want to know, how do we get into politics? So I'll start with you, Karen Deep. Why did you get into politics? Um... Well, it was it was actually by accident. Um, I stumbled upon. I I think I think a lot of people went through this. Uh, I stumbled upon Ben Shapiro's video. Um, I'm pretty sure you know it was his debate with a. I think it was a transgender person. They were debating about transgenderism, and then like uh, there was this uh little line that went viral with him saying um, you have to be you have to be a boy to, to be in a boy scout. You have to be in a girl in a, in a girl scout. And then, oh, right. I think I saw and that. then that person said, um, where's that written? And, and then Ben was like, in the name Boy Scout. <laughs> <In the name. laughs> so that made sense. And I actually laughed at that because that made fucking sense. But like, I wasn't, um, yeah, I, yeah, it was by accident. I just stumbled upon that, uh, that video. It was on my recommendation. I'm like, oh, let me just click on it. Yeah, I think everyone's been there before. But, uh, 
But now, before uh, Stability Plot in that video, I was never... What year was that? What year was that? This was probably 2018. Okay. It was probably 2017, 2018. I think most likely 2018. I was never um, left-leaning or right-leaning. I was more in the middle. But I was leaning more liberal because I thought that, you know, um, people like Hillary Clinton and then... Yeah. Yeah, people like Hillary Clinton and Obama and everyone else is like, well, like the true heroes of America. Oh, no. And then, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got brainwashed by fucking CNN, obviously. Um, but, like, I wasn't really too into politics. So, obviously, I wouldn't know what's going on. Right. Um, but then there was stuff, you know, where I wasn't against, like, the Second Amendment. Uh, the First Amendment, I don't think Obama talk too much about the first amendment i think i think it's more about the second amendment with the school shootings and everything else um but i was never against them you know uh but i was more like oh if they want to do abortion then let them miss their choice you know um if uh, you were pro-choice right uh, yeah yeah pretty much um but then after getting into uh politics that that first video and i i started getting into uh steven crowder and then larry elder um, Candace Owens was there as well. So you so, went down the rabbit hole. Oh yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, pretty much. But I wasn't like fully awake. I think awake. you were woke. Yeah, sure. Um, no, so no, not serious, but you were like the typical, like New Jersey kid growing up. Like, like most people in New Jersey, like they, be, they're just Democrat. Like this is a blue state, obviously. So you just become a, a Democrat. It's like, you just naturally because the culture is all in favor of them um like if you yeah like the culture is all in favor of them. so like it was popular probably, too like yeah, it's popular to be a, it's, it's it's like normal to be a democrat in the state which is bad because it's like it's unnormal like if you're a republican you're viewed as like this insane person it's like no you're not you're like just like the rest of the country like okay you have different opinions on different stuff mm-hmm. like and by the way most of the people that we know growing up if they knew what a democrat was i'm sure they wouldn't be democrats they just, right. they don't know anything. They don't know the research. They don't know anything about Obama except that he's black and that his wife is Michelle and that he was president. And maybe Michelle, you know, whatever. It's like, it's like, that's all they know. That's all they know. If you ask them, like, well, what did he do? It's like, oh, he had that Obamacare. It's like, okay, do you <laughs> know how to spell it? No. Like, they don't know anything. They don't know anything about this country. So it's like, yeah. I'm... what about your parents, though? Were your parents um, political? Uh, no, Reason, no, they're, they're, not, they're not political at all. Um, Never. Yeah, I don't think no one from from my mother's side. Oh, even my dad's side. No, I don't think anyone was political. No, I think it's just me and then my brother a little bit. Um, but I remember uh, I was probably what in fifth grade when Obama became president. Yeah, around there. I think it was eleven. Yeah, that's when I was with uh, my family from my dad's side. Okay. And then uh, we were watching the news, and that's when they were showing how Obama won the. uh, the whole election, everyone was celebrating. Yeah, everybody was happy. Yeah, everyone was happy. You know, yeah. but I didn't know too much about Obama, so I wasn't even into politics like that. Um, right. In 2016, I did vote for Hillary because I thought that Trump wasn't gonna take it too serious. Typical man. Um, yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna yeah. go ahead and now, there are some people that say like being a lefty is a good thing. The problem about you is that you were never a lefty by knowing you were like knowing. Yeah, why. exactly. Like, yeah, so, like it's like I love talking to people who were Marxists or like like mega socialists or like progressives. Kind of the same thing at this point. 
who were like are like not anymore but they knew why they were it's like okay that 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 makes sense it's like i get it i knew a lot of those in college it's like you know i'm i'm i am but it's like i kind of don't like but i also know a lot of them were like hardcore and some of them like they believed it completely some of them were just like it because it's fashionable like it's fashionable to be like it's kind of like cool to be like that progressive atheist you know what i'm saying like mm. you know what i'm saying like it's like in fashion or like it's cool like right oh, it's edgy it's like oh that's such a disgusting person no it really is it really is it's like like my whole personality is me not believing god okay all right 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 oh but the church is oppressive now yeah <laughs> all right no i mean it's kind of different for me my family was always political not like in terms of that they would like they were out campaigning or out like telling people like no but like conversations of politics were always were always around it's like my family watches the news mostly um my parents watch the news mostly my siblings aren't as political believe it or not like i have like my oldest brother he doesn't like biden and he doesn't like trump and he doesn't mm-hmm. like the he lives in florida and he doesn't like DeSantis. So he doesn't like anybody, which is like the <laughs> most weirdest thing ever. What is he like, like Bernie? <laughs> I don't think he likes anybody. I don't think he likes any of them, which is like the stupidest opinion anyway. But he's dumb, so you know, whatever. Um, and then my, I have a sister who's a registered Democrat, but votes kind of who who's still a registered Democrat, but it's like votes independent. Um, then my siblings, you know, they're they're not really political. Like I would say, like even one of my siblings that's a registered Democrat, they're not political at all. Like they don't. Um, I wouldn't say that they're out here like reposting or if they follow political commentators like we do like you know dc drano's wake up with linda like right, right, they right. don't do that i don't think they do i think they just follow like the typical ig accounts like you know the ones with the memes and with the news right like i don't think that yeah they just don't they're not into it but my parents yeah my parents are definitely into politics like i would say for me growing up especially hearing like um like hispanic politics like my parents were always invested in listening to news about like Colombia, of course, where they're from, like um, just like international news, like from South America, like Argentina, Brazil. Like for me, like I always like because I was around that, I always knew who the presidents of these countries were. Mm. Like I knew who, who I know, like like I knew who how like Hugo Chavez was at the age of like eight. Like I knew who he was. I knew who Fidel Castro was. I knew who Raul Castro was at the age of like eight. Right. Like, I knew who right. they were. Yeah, yeah, I knew who the presidents of Colombia were. I know who the president I still know, like I know by heart. Like like I know who the president of Mexico was when Bush was president. Like my parents liked Bush. My parents still like Bush. They still love him, by the way. Like and and and, and they vote and they're like Trump, like MAGA, like a mega MAGA, like Trumpers. Uh, like they're not in favor of DeSantis. Like they're voting for Trump no matter what. Like that's like that's it. Like they're not Well, you say your parents or my parents, yeah. They oh, love George oh, okay. Bush. Yeah, my parents love George Bush, but they they're like they're MAGA. Like a MAGA person typically doesn't like George Bush. Um, I thought they, I thought I thought your dad wasn't um a a a Trumpy guy. I thought he was no, more he like is. yeah, I thought he was more like a like a liberal kind of guy. No, he's not. No, oh, no. okay. Right. He's the only one that voted for like he voted for Bill Clinton, but that's like I think the only Democrat he's ever voted for like on a federal level. Oh, I think Bob Melendez too. He likes Bob Melendez because he's met him before oh. several times. Yeah, oh. he's no he knows him. So like that's like he's met him at like mm-hmm. events. So like he's voted for him. Um and I think that's it. Like I don't think he doesn't like Cory Booker at all. He does he never liked Obama, which is like so like you talk about that like in school. I remember the first time I started asking myself questions of like, well, where where do I like I was in the fifth grade asking myself questions like, well, what do I believe in? Like, wait, am I like 
And I remember in the fifth grade when Obama was elected, the first time, like the day of his inauguration, obviously January 21st, I was at Emerson um, Elementary, which was which is an elementary school in Plainfield. Um, I was there in class. I remember that the whole school stopped. We stopped having school and we were brought down to one of the rooms that had um, smart boards. I remember if you remember like classrooms with the smart boards. Yeah. Well, there were some classrooms that didn't have them, some that weren't working. So we, the whole school went to like the nearest um, smart board and we watched the inauguration of Obama. And I, and I like I was thinking to myself, like, I don't remember doing this for George Bush's second inauguration. Like, I, I think at that time I would have remembered 2004. I was only going to be like, you know, a kid still. But like, I remember like nobody talked about him, like, you know, and remember, I don't I don't, I don't remember either. I don't honestly, now, I don't remember either. Now, remember, like, mid, like this is January 2009. We're in the middle of a, of a housing crisis. Mm-hmm. So nobody likes George Bush. But um, I remember, like, asking myself, like, would, I, would we show that about anybody? Like, what about George Bush? Like, does nobody like him? He's president of the United States. Like, he's the most powerful man on the planet. But, like, obviously in our town, like, nobody loves Republicans. Nobody would have loved anybody. Um, so that was, like, my first breakthrough. And then, like, obviously, when it started, like, like, you know, having access to things like YouTube or, like, books and, like, you know, things like that, I started, like, listening to people like Thomas Sowell, uh, Victor Davis Hansen, the Hoover Institution um friedman hayek mises these are all economists right and just like other people on the right like i like you know me i would i was never a big fan of the influencer right i'm not a big fan of shapiro i'm not a fan of that's 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 crazy it's it's crazy from i'm just not it's it's crazy from your side you've uh you've you've listened to people who are like so old school like like, like like the like the real ogs but i've gotten yeah, into, yeah. into the new school yeah. and the influencers that's, that's but what i'm not <laughs> i'm not a fan of these guys it's like i think because of me it was always like what can i learn from you and i can't learn anything from like ben is smart but i can't learn he's not teaching anything he's not when he goes to those rallies in colleges and he talks to like and he lectures 18 year olds and 19 year olds it's like what am i going to learn from you like you're not going to teach me anything. Yeah, you've 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 already learned a lot of things. I, I've learned with, a lot with me is different. Like I've learned a lot from him and everyone else. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just and, got into it. Yeah, and people like him are important because they bring in people like you who don't know any, who don't. It's like that you don't yeah, know yeah. it's like you haven't been exposed to it. Yeah, exactly. So what can you know? Exactly. It's like you need to be introduced to somebody at some point. Right. And I was introduced to those people. So like me, especially like being college educated, um, you know, I'm an economist. I'm an historian. Like. That, I was always inter- interested in those intellectual areas, mm-hmm. like philosophy. Like, a, you know, I was always always interested in that area. <laughs> so for me, it's like to listen to some guy just tell, like, own, like, own a college. And I was in college, like, I like that. That was funny, but like, would I ever go to something like that? No. Like, why would I waste my time and watch watch Ben Shapiro? I would. Speak? Yeah, you would. I wouldn't. It's like to me, that's a waste. Of, like, what, again, funny. what can I learn from him? It's like I'm not going to learn anything. It's like. Like there's only two genders. I know that already. There like oh, so he, he, he wrecked that transgender paramedic who got axed by Matt Walsh. Like, what is a woman? It's like I, there's nothing for me there. Like it's funny, but there's nothing for me there. So for me, it was like I want to learn about. Um, well, I want to learn about the well, world. What is a woman? It's it's a person that's a woman. Anyways, uh, <laughs> God, this guy. It's anyways. It's all like to me. I was always just, always interested in like why is the world like the reason i study history is like i wanted to understand why the world was the way it is now 
and that's like a dumb question for, for some people it's, but it's like no what events in history what movements what political events what social events what economic events led to the place we are now and you could literally write in I, I learned this from Jordan Peterson. He learned and expresses like the world can, the history of the world or like narratives can be told through a story. Like an explanation as to how the world is can be told through a story. So history is like a story. To make it interesting, you have to make it like a story. That's why books, that's why they're history books, not history textbooks, but books, because it's a story. You tell a story of how things happen and you try to make it interesting. And so I always got attracted by that. It's mm-hmm. I wanted I could tell a story of how well what were the reasons Donald Trump became president? It's okay, I could take you 30 years back and we could start from there, right? What were the economic events, the social events, the political events that led to Donald Trump being president? That could be a whole book. And there are books like that, you know, Victor Davis Hanson wrote The Case for Trump. That's a great book. And so I grew up kind of reading stuff like that, not not that particular book, but you know, right. things by conservative like thinkers like like I was always interested by like the Heritage Foundation, the the uh, von Mies Foundation, the Hoover Institution, things like that. Like these conservative, um, I guess. Okay, how did I get to that? Um, my family's right leaning. My parents were always right leaning. So conversations in support of right leaning people, like in Colombia, um, Alvaro Uribe, who was the president for a long time, for a while, was during my childhood. Like that's my that's like the in our family, in a lot of people's families in Colombia, that's the greatest president Colombia ever had in modern Colombia because just what he did and who he is right now. But um like hearing stories about that, like my family was always anti communist, like like vehemently anti communist. Like, and mm-hmm. so am I. Like that 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 led and it's also because like I, I did ask myself like why? Like what's so bad about it? Like I wanted to know for myself, like what is it like there? And then I saw the news and I saw and I read books and I saw videos. It's terrible. Like then I read the history of the Soviet Union and Russia and China and I read Marx and I read all these things and I said no, that's a that's an abhorrent ideology. It's it, it's really like there's no words to explain, like so many millions of people dying at the consequence of an ideology that would never uplift them from the poverty or from the unsupposed dystopia that they were in, right. but it benefited an elite of people who were as who were worse, more corrupt more evil, more twisted than the elite that they replaced. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the Soviets replaced the Tsar of Russia, who they claimed was corrupt and evil and everything. Well, they turned out to be worse than he ever could have been, who could have imagined to have been. Like, that that was the reason I joined. Like, that was the reason like, I learned from those things. And so I became a conservative, like, through those things, through learning. I guess through an intellectual way. But a lot of people join it through, you know, you know, it sounds good, you know, two genders, you know, immigrants stealing my job um you know that sounds good to people and so that's another way you know that and they go together you know there has to be a a intellectual underpinning to the policy that comes from the rhetoric you hear like you know like there has to be you you can't just legislate two women or pro 2a or pro you can't legislate that that doesn't rhetoric doesn't make doesn't make legislation so you have to have something to underpin that so, you know, that was, that was how I got in. And, you know, I, I voted, you know, when we were in high school together, if people don't know, we were, you know, we're, we're friends in middle, we're friends since middle school. I never mentioned politics in middle school or, or most of high school until, until Donald Trump was the candidate. Yeah, pretty much. And I was, and I bought in pretty much, you know, not first day, but soon enough I did it. It took him like, what, like a two months, like a month, probably. 
for me to really buy in. And I liked a lot of what he was saying. Weren't you weren't you into uh, Jeb Bush at one point? My attitude was we have to elect like my attitude was most people, it's like Jeb Bush is a Bush, he's gonna win. Like that's what I thought. Like he's the obvious nominee because he has the most money, he has the most name brand, people only know him anyway. So it's like I, I was gonna go with the guy who I thought could win, but then I saw that guy and what he was saying. And I thought what a lot of people like what you didn't think, I thought he took it seriously. Like I thought he was serious about it, and I thought what he was saying was absolutely right, and I liked it. Well, to you be know? fair, so, I didn't. I didn't look at most of his speeches. No, I know, so I but like really... a lot of people have no. But people had that same attitude. It's like, oh, he's not gonna take it seriously. He's just playing around. Yeah. Like people literally thought that for a while. They thought he was just playing. Like he was, like he was doing this for fun. I'm like, what's fun about this? Like, what's so fun about flying to Iowa and then flying to New Hampshire and South Carolina in the same day to campaign? That's not. That's not fun. I don't think that's fun. No, it's a lot and, of work. No, it's a lot of work. And so, like, being president takes a lot of work. And so, to me, that was that was ridiculous. But, like, in high school, you know, like, I still, you know, I read the same news. I know I did all the things. And that was, and I was watching other news now. I wasn't just a Fox guy. Like, to tell you, like, I wasn't watching a lot yes, of people. Yes, you was. No, I wasn't. I uh, wasn't watching. Get a little discussion. God damn. Bro, this guy. But I was watching stuff like Morning Joe. Before Morning Joe went insane, the Morning Joe that would still like talk to Trump in the mornings, like they would literally have him on in the mornings on a phone call in 2015, 2016. That's insane, right? Thinking about it now. But he yeah. would be on and he would be on the phone. Like, uh, same thing, CBS, he did interviews at NBC, <laughs> he would do interviews at like, you know, everywhere. And so I, I watched that. And in high school, 2016, I voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. No hesitation. I voted for him proud. I've done it twice. I'll do it again. You did. You did. You did lose some friends. I know that. I did lose some friends. Well, they're not. They weren't really friends, but you know. But you know, I, we we both lost people. You know, and that's that's a price that people don't take seriously. It's that when we talk about like cancellation and that we're being like like censored, that's also a part of it. Like, we're the people that are losing friends for voting for somebody. We're the ones being yelled at for voting for somebody. Like. We're being yelled at for having a political disagreement, yet they're supposedly the party that takes things seriously. Like they're the normalcy party. They're the party of putting things back. The party in. of love, said, like, equality. Remember they, said, like, remember they said like, "Oh, Joe Biden's going to be back to normalcy. We're going to be back to normal, business as yeah. usual." It's like, no, you're the party that screamed at people for voting for Donald Trump. You're not serious. You're you're childish. You're a joke. It's pathetic. It's yeah, like, I, it's pathetic. I, I remember 2020 was a was a huge eye opener for me with uh, the government, and that's when I became like a full Trumpy guy. And yeah, I remember Wabbit. You have the Trump underwear. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember um, when George Floyd happened. Oh yeah, that's. Um, I made a post talking about how um, everyone's blaming Trump for everything, especially what happened with George Floyd and calling him a racist, but like. Right. I remember in 2018, I, I was questioning myself, like, okay, let me let me get to, like, learn who Trump is, like, a little bit more, and, like, watch watch his speeches. Right. Whatever he's whatever he said wasn't even racist at all. Like, he was, he was being, no. like, like it was, like, it was a lot of uncomfortable truth, but he made sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, I, especially the uh, one part everyone was fucking bitching about, uh, him saying that um, they're not bringing you guys 
I think they're like bringing like rapists or something like that. Like they're bringing Mexican like Mexican rapists. Oh, and he like mentioned that. about like the Mexican. Border. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. He I, said I they're bringing any rapists, drug dealers. The the not they're not bringing the. You know, and that's true by the way. It's like they're not, and it's not. Yeah. And, and this is what I told people since the beginning is if you want to get an accurate an accurate read of what he's saying, don't listen to the exactly. media. Exactly. When I listen when, when I guy. when I saw the whole speech, he wasn't he wasn't literally saying that all Mexicans are rapists. No, he was he was being specific about MS thirteen yeah. and and the, yeah. and the and the and the whole other cartels, like cartels, coyotes, cartels, yeah, all those kind of groups. And then you guys got to understand, like kids and a woman, they're actually being used. But nobody even wants to yeah. talk about. That. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't care about that because, and that's another conversation for another day. It's like it's a whole conspiracy out there that you know, some people call it the replacement theory. I don't. I don't know about that. But like, yeah, they're bringing in people <laughs> by the millions, not to replace the, this country as a whole. But I'm talking about to put them in, in states so that when the day comes that the liberals make them legal to vote, when they can or give them the right to vote, like what happened in New York. Where they gave them the right to vote. Oh yeah, wasn't like that over eight hundred thousand of them. Yeah, that the hope is that they'll be able to vote blue and vote for the Democratic Party. That's why they're doing this. They don't care about the Salvadorians or the taco stand. They don't care about that. They don't. They what they want is votes. Because listen to this: if the if if Mexicans, Salvadorians, Hondurians voted like Cuban Americans, do you think this would be happening? No, no. Cuban Americans vote red, especially the ones who live in Florida. And in Miami, in that area, they vote red. I so, remember. Me, I remember there was a the whole me. news about about uh, what was happening in Cuba in 2020, and then Kamala Kamala said, "Don't come here." Oh yeah, they said, Kamala literally said remember, that. Don't come remember, here. Remember, they had the refugee status. Remember, they had refugee status for like decades, decades throughout the Cold War until Obama took it away. A Cuban can literally take a boat. Or like whatever they you need to get over to Miami, go to the beach, and walk into America, and they would be given papers. They would have papers. They would be legal here, because they're refugees from a communist country. Just Cubans. Obama took that away. And Obama why. supposedly cares about uh, Latinos because it's a human yeah. right. No, he doesn't. He just he doesn't because he knew what we know that they vote red. So that's why he that's why he did what he did. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just it is all um, uh, it's ridiculous. So you know, that's a little background into how we got into how we got into this, and you know, we decided to make this podcast um, to talk about the issues of the day because you know we feel that there's not a lot of people out there talking about the issues that really matter. That really matter, and the reason we chose this name is for the republic, right? The founding fathers bequeathed this to us, this gift, this experiment, and we need to uphold the values. And the principles that make this country great. Not you know, not just MAGA, but the <laughs> principles that make this great. Being a forthright, participating, responsible citizen who appreciate the rights and appreciate the history. And so that's those are the topics we talk about. You know, what 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 things can be done and what's happening over here that we believe can that make this country great again and you know, at this experiment last. And so it's all. It's also funny. Also, like every time we like see each other in person, like most of the time we would always talk about politics. So it's like, right. so it's like, we always talk about politics. Why don't we just apply it to the podcast? Yeah, yeah that's what we always talk about. Yeah, yeah. like you know, share, exactly. share share everyone our views, and then you know, yeah. people can sh- you know share yeah. their views on us. And, like, you know, like it's just have fun. And look, it doesn't matter. It's not essential to us. It's not you know who we are, but it's like 
I'm Hispanic American, you're Indian American. There are uh, the media says there's not a lot of us out there that vote right or vote Republican or vote against the Democratic plantation. Guess what? We're here, and there's a lot of us like this. So we decided, you know, let's yeah. give another voice to that movement. You know, Lexit. Remember the Latino exit. Lexit. I'm part of that. I support it. You know, I'm all about that. So, um, yeah, well, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll get on to the next topics: 2024, Chicago, and the military. Right? All right. You ready, Candy? Yep. All right. So we're gonna take a break. Back. Quick. Quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Katie here. Uh, before we get into the uh, second part of our segment, uh, I just want to let you guys know that I'm also running a gaming channel. Um, I'm going to put the link down the uh, description down below. So if you guys aren't like, you know, into the whole mood of politics, you can always enjoy the whole part of the gaming uh, world. You know, I, I usually tend to do a little bit more comedy into the you know, you know, walkthroughs of gameplays. Um, maybe in the future, I'll do that. But if you guys are down, um, if you guys are a huge fan of gaming, uh, just go down the uh, description below, uh, hit the link button, and you guys can check out my gaming channel. Uh, thank you, guys. And we're back. All right, so this is uh, back from our break. All right, you rested, Karen Deep? You're not tired anymore? No. Okay, I hope you're not tired because the people in this 2024 race are not tired at all. And they are, it's heating up. Man, I'm never tired, saw... man. I'm never tired. Of course, no, you're always tired. You're always tired. No. You're not sleepy? You're not sleepy Joe? You're not like sleepy Joe Biden? You know, after we're done, I'm going to get some nap, right? Of course, sure. I mean, it's already past your bedtime. It's 9.54. Fuck off. We are. All right. Anyways, um, all right, 2024. I don't know if you saw, there's an ad. Um, um, there are two ads. Um, tr- the DeSantis, there's the super PAC that's for Ron DeSantis that shout out a Trump ad, pretty much anti Trump. And then the Trump, um, super PAC, which is you know, the Make America Great Again PAC, or um, I think it's Save America PAC, something like that. Um, they had an ad which was hilarious but kind of weird. It was, um, it's based off this story that ran a couple years ago that a Ron DeSantis ate pudding without a spoon. I and think I did saw that. Spoon, he used his fingers. Yeah, I, I just no, I didn't see the app, but someone took a, a pic of it. Yeah, uh, on yeah. IG, and that that's yeah. I didn't know now, what I didn't know what that even mean, but yeah, yeah, I, now, I, I, didn't, I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a reference to that. Um, I don't know if you saw this, like in twenty twenty, the race, Amy Klobuchar, she ate a salad with a comb. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. The same thing. <laughs> I remember, yeah, same I remember thing. seeing that. And so, um, now the implants is the 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 implication is that Ron ate pudding with uh, with his fingers. You know, they call it yeah, it was called pudding fingers, Ron. Um, now, what does the ad talk about? The, the ad pretty much attacks him because he wants to, and he's mentioned it before. Not you know, not much lately, but he wants to reform Social Security and Medicare. Now, Republicans always get hit with this issue of, you know, they they want to cut or take away people's Social Security. Now, it's not just been that. There is also this idea that they want to increase the age for retirement, I think, mm-hmm. to like 70. Um, there was, are more seniors uh, working. I thought it was 68 or something. I've heard 70. That's what I've seen. 
I've seen 70 in the news that the reports are they want to increase it to potentially 70. Now, I don't think it's going to happen because they know they don't have the votes for it. Oh, yeah. Um, if they ever did it, they would lose massively in 24. And so any idea that... Now, they could do it and then blame Trump if they lose in 24. Trump is the only one, he's really the only nationwide Republican saying that he's not in favor of it. And he's attacking um, Ron Ford. So that that's good for him. Um, and then the Trump, the, the anti-Trump uh, was pretty much saying that, you know, too much drama. You know, he paid a hooker, um, you know, too much <laughs> drama that, you know, uh, he listened to Fauci and that he kept the country open and uh, kept the country closed. Now, you know this, you know us, you know me. I'm a Trump guy. I'm supporting him. Um, I'm all about him. And so, you know, I'm not in favor of, you know, I'm, I'm really not in favor of Ron pretending as if he's not running for president and then having these ads out. I'm not in favor of that. I don't like it. It's kind of pathetic. It's like, just say you're running. Just say you're running. Now, he can't say he's running again. We've discussed this plenty of times because of the Florida legislature. Um, he has to wait till it ends or they have to sign a law that lets him run. Um, they shouldn't do any of that because he shouldn't be running until 2028. So it's like, why? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, so those two ads came out. And then Ron DeSantis has been taking it hard these past, these past weeks. It's not been fun. I think his polls have been down dramatically since November. Remember, he had that big boost in November after the midterms and when he was reelected that he's been going down hard, especially more since the indictment of Trump and just, you know, people kind of catching up to saying, this guy is really just about charades. Like, the last charade, the newest charade is Disney. Now, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, Chris Christie and Ron Sununu, the current governor of New Hampshire, pretty much went after um, Ron DeSantis on the Disney thing. Okay. Pretty much saying that it's a charade. That's like, there's nothing there. It's just to make people happy. Um, I agree. I think there's nothing there. I think it's all fake. Um, uh, Linda, um, who's you know one of my favorite IG accounts, um, Linda from Wake Up with Linda. She she pretty much she's you know Miami based, Florida based, um, big time. So you know, um, shout out. Um, she's been the one pointing out all the frauds and all the pretty much all the show antics that DeSantis has put out. Pretty much pretending that he's out you know attacking these woke people, but behind the scenes he's not really doing anything. And so the Disney controversy is that, um, remember, he took away their special privilege. Yeah. And he set up a board to investigate them. Yeah. Now, it turns out that about a month ago in March, the board is now being run by Disney. So Disney has control of the board that's going to decide what's going to happen. And apparently the state didn't find out until like recently. So that means Ron didn't find out until recently, and so now they're like in this big conundrum. So now, yeah, so so this is gonna be dragged on for a, for a while. Now. So this is gonna be dragged on, and it's also like for show. It kind of just means that nothing's gonna happen, and this is all for show. So, like, you tell me, is this the actions of a serious presidential contender who shows decisive action after decisive action instead of this rhetoric? This sounds. This is just rhetoric right now. So. Again, the second thing of why I don't, I'm not really excited about him is that people keep telling me that the big reason he was successful is that he, all he did was keep Florida open mm-hmm. in 2020. Now, tell me, where's the economic policy? Because all I hear about is social policy. All I hear him is say, Florida is where his woke comes to die, and he goes after Disney, and he goes after the CRT, and he has that don't say gay bill, which just you know prevents the kids from being... And that's important, by the way. But nobody's winning an election in 2024 based on social 
policy or cultural war stuff. You're not winning, buddy. Where's the economics at? Where's your stance on China? What about tariffs? Do you support a trade war? Do you support the tariffs? Because Biden has kept some tariffs that Trump has in place, by the way. Not to sound pro-Biden, because he does nothing with that. There's no deterrence coupled with that, so it doesn't do anything. But he still has some tariffs in place. Uh, what about the border? Is it just that you want a wall? He was in Georgia saying that, oh, I'm going to get the wall built. Do you oh, yeah, he did say that. <laughs> what the fuck happened to that? Now, Ron <laughs> pretends he wasn't there. Ron, you were there for a year, buddy. You were there for about two years. You were there for 2017 and 2018. You only became governor in 19. That's when you were sworn in. January of 2019. Now, you were there for two years. You saw what happened when Trump tried to get his wall. Nancy Pelosi, Paul Ryan. Nancy Pelosi blocked him. Filibustered in the Senate, too, with Chuck Schumer. And in the House, your buddy uh, Paul Ryan sabotaged the whole thing. So tell me, how easy do you think it's going to be to get the wall? It's not. You know it's not because you were there. So stop with this nonsense. And then he goes off and he talks about, you know, oh, I would have fired Fauci. And he would have gotten impeached, buddy. You would have gotten impeached. Because remember, go back to March and April of 2020. They had already just impeached Donald Trump. You don't think they would have done it again because he fired the top doctor in America during a pandemic that's killing thousands of people? Millions? Are you stupid? Yeah. What are you talking about? I think... I think Trump... they, live in the, they live in the present and they look back and they think that everything was cherries and, su- and sweet roses. No, it wasn't. Go back. You know how a big of a disaster it was. And are you going to invent that everything would have worked out fine because it's you? Shut the hell up, man. It's annoying. It's right. pathetic at this point. Live in the real world, buddy. I, I remember, I think, uh, a video or two. Um, I remember talking about... I think I think Trump needs to stop talking about dishonesty. honesty. There's like... I think he's just wasting his time. Because he knows, yeah. and I think we all know, that Ron doesn't have that kind of experience. So it's like, what's the point of Trump, you know, trying to attack, you know, Ron with the whole... It's it's working in a way, because remember, that the, the sentimonious, the sentimonious um, name has worked. I think you should stick with that one. Because I think Ron does make himself seem as like, uh, you know, holier than thou. But it's like, dude, you let you let people down in big ways. And people don't realize that. Look, Florida is not the most affordable state all of a sudden. That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a crisis. But but Trump needs to realize that not a lot of conservatives are like that. I, I'm not I'm not like pro yeah. Ron or anything it's right not, now. Like, like I, I'm Trump right right away. But like, yeah. it, it's, no, just... it's not popular. Um, I think, look, the big problem is, is that Ron is making. No, it's up to Ron, really. He can look Trump can stop. He said it before. It's up to Ron. Just say you're not running, buddy. Right, right. Just say you're not running. We got our guy. And if you support him, you know, say, look, I'm supporting Trump. I'm backing him. I'm not about all the noise or the ads. We got to roll back and support each other. I hear people saying that, that Trump needs to do that. Why does Trump have to do that? He's the former <laughs> president. He did the work. He's done it. He's proven. What are you trying to tell me that ew, he has to be uniting with? He should call Ron. Ron DeSantis, he should call Ron? No, Ron should call him. Even even if Ron is running, I don't think he's going to want to unite everyone. I don't think, I honestly, in the next hundred years, I don't think any president will unite anyone. Like, like we're so divided. No, like I hope we're you're so wrong. divided, man. I hope you're wrong about that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're so divided, man, trust me. That's a long I time. I might be wrong, but... I hope you are. I don't see Trump nor Ron uniting anyone. No. I don't, I don't see, I, I see, you know, 
you know, look, anything can happen, really. You know, Trump was going along that way. Look, remember how great 2019 was? Things were going to that way, you know, of the way of, you know, people starting to believe again, you know, saying, wow, this guy is really doing the work, man. We saw, look, a record African-American vote for Trump. It wasn't a lot, but still more than any other person. More Latinos for Trump. And I think that'll happen more in 2024. I think they don't like the fact that there's an open border and that there's millions of people that are not good crossing this country. Some of them good, but a lot of this, a lot of these new ones, man, I don't think they like the fact that they saw those hotels in New York City. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't forget that. And so I think they're going to support him. I think they're going to support Trump. Think, see more. Look, uh, Trump has brought more people into the party that Ron could ever do, that Jeb Bush could ever have done, that McCain or Romney or any of these dumb idiots like Chris Christie claim that Trump couldn't, didn't do. He's brought more people in. He's brought more Hispanics like me in. He's brought more Indian, Indian Americans like you in. He's brought more Asians in. He's brought more blacks in. He's brought more white people in. He's brought everybody into the Republican Party. That's why we're this new nationalist, grassroots, low-class, middle-class, uh, working party. That's what we are. We're a nationalist, populist party along those lines. That's, that's multi-ethnic, multiracial. Not like the Democrats that are just white elites and you know just pe- poor people. And there's that huge disconnect. You know, and they don't really care about each other. Uh, That's actually, not that. I was actually surprised with the 2020 uh, Hispanic votes. I think you yeah. guys are almost 50% on Trump, right? Yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's, that's fucking why, good, that's man. Why, yeah, and that's why they're scared. That's why they're scared. Yeah, they're not, like, like, when it comes to Hispanics, they're not dumb because they've been through that. They've been through the whole socialist, communist lifestyle. So you it's know, like, why would they go, why would they come to America and have that same lifestyle again? You know, the problem is with that is that this new generation that's coming through the border, they don't know that. They don't know that. They don't. You know, because there's not enough of it as well. That's coming to America? Yeah. You know, there's not... The Hondurians, they don't know that. They don't know what they had as socialism or that, you know, their bad policy. The Mexicans... This is the first time they've really had a socialist president, this current one, AMLO. Okay. Um, Lopez Obrador. Panama, they don't really know that. Like, if you ask them, why are they leaving? It's because, oh, because things are, because I can have a job here, because things are kind of safer. But they don't, they don't value this country. They just view this country as a place they can work and send money back. That's the <laughs> truth. That's true. No, that's the truth. We live in a town that has a huge undocumented and Hispanic community, both legal and illegal. What do they do? They work all week, landscape, construction, plumbing, anything. And they, every day or every week, they send their money back to their countries. In remittances. I mean, just look at the billions of dollars that Mexico gets in remittances every year. It's huge. It's a huge economy. Yeah. So that's the unfortunate part. I think a lot of the new ones, like, yeah, the Cubans, yeah, they know it. The Venezuelans, yeah, they know it. The South Americans, a lot of them know it. But the, the new generation doesn't. And especially now the new generation of Hispanics born here, they don't know that history. Sometimes, like, uh, No, them, no, they don't. And it, and it always depends on me. But it's, it's, it's I, a, yeah, no, stupid. And, a, but I, it's but there's hope though. There's hope because it's trending that way. It's trending that way. No, I do. I do see it with uh, when it comes to my people, like, like like the college Indian kids. It's like they they praise socialism so much, but it's like, have you seen the history of of India? Like, if, yeah. like, 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 like if so many years. like if socialism wasn't there, India would have fucking flourished. We they they probably would have been right next to America. You might disagree on that, but. I would disagree, but they would be. They, they would be up there. They, they would be were. up they there. Be, yeah, they would be. They would be. You know, I don't. Not Saudi Arabia, obviously, but they would be doing well. You know, they wouldn't be America because that's. They, it's very difficult for that 
they don't america's not not as, as successful no, no they, they won't they won't be like america but no, they, they would be, be you know they would be maybe japan or south korea oh yeah that's great that's great actually yeah. and so you know that that's a you know but they only they've only had you know free market capitalism since the 1990s and you know but you know my opinions on, on india fluctuates as as they fluctuate because they at one minute they're buddies with the united states and then the next minute they're buying weapons from russia so yeah modi, modi likes to modi likes to walk that fine line you know but that's another discussion for another day um you know, but yeah, 2024, you know, Nikki Haley pretty much came out and criticized both Trump and DeSantis, saying that, you know, DeSantis is pretty much doing a show and Trump is too much noise, you know, too much drama. You know, I mean, what, do you, what do you expect from Trump? I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's what it is. It's you know, it's not going to work. If you guys going to keep saying no, that he's no. making too much noise yeah. or he's being too annoying, he, he is who he is. You can't, you exactly. can't fucking change him. Exactly. And, um. Uh, you know, Chris Christie again saying that, oh, I'm the only guy who could take out Trump, but he's not running for president. It's like, dude, shut the hell up. What was uh, his percentage poll on his 2016 run? I think at the most he got like I think three or five percent. This motherfucker over here. <laughs> I know. It's like it's he for all for his huge roll your ass somewhere else, boy. I know. And by the way, again with Chris Christie, we're from New Jersey. I Chris Christie is the reason there will never be another Republican elected in New Jersey. Chris Christie. Yeah, pretty much. He destroyed and killed the Republican Party. Remember, he was reelected with a huge margin in 2013. Huge margin. And then he wrecked the party with his stupid Jersey Gate and the other problems that he had. He wrecked the state. So Chris Christie, before you talk about fixing something, shut the hell up. Just shut the hell up. You should fix your weight, fat boy. No, it's like so fucking ridiculous. Chris Christie ruined the Republican Party in New Jersey. We've had the worst governor we've ever had for two terms now. We're going to have him for eight years. And it's your fault, Chris. It's your fault. So you can go back to Mendham and work for CBS and just shut up about Trump and about running for president. It's never going to happen, buddy. This isn't 2012 with Mitt Romney. Just shut the hell up and go home. It's so it gets me it gets me tired because he says all these things and it's like dude shut up nobody's voting for you there's no Chris Christie electorate Mike Pompeo came out and said he's not running for president oh really who cared, who cared? oh well. who cared there's no constituency for the Secretary of State nobody's voting for president because you were Secretary of State what are you talking about hey look I like him he did good work but this idea that oh I might run for president what what are you talking about shut up man. We need you to be Secretary of State again. We need you there. Stop. This is the part. This is the problem with the Republicans: is that every time there's a successful guy like Donald Trump, they all of a, all of a sudden they assume that it's all because of them. It's not because of you, buddy. It's not. You're famous and well known in the right because of Donald Trump, not you. Same thing goes with Nikki Haley. Same thing goes with Ron DeSantis. Everybody in that movement. Same thing goes with the Charlie Kirks and the Ben Shapiro's. You're more popular because of Donald Trump, because of all the noise and the circus that he had where he talked to the press every single day. Not like Joe Biden, who runs from it. He talked to the press every single day. And he brought something new to the table, something that you could discuss on your little shows. Appreciate that for once. Not say, oh, we don't need him. You do need him, buddy. He's the only reason you're popular. Without him, you would have had four years of Hillary. Scratch it. Eight years of Hillary. You think Biden's worse? At least Biden doesn't even know he's awake. Hillary knows what she's doing, and it would have been horrible. What are, you, what are we trying to do here, folks? Pretty much. Yep. 
What are you trying to do here? Ruin this country war because of your selfish agenda and your ego talking about that? Oh, no, I, I, I want to say that. Shut the hell up. He, he should go back and focus on the health insurance, on the flood insurance. Did you know that uh, insurance is more expensive in Florida now because of Ron DeSantis, not because he stopped it? Really? Home is more expensive in Florida. Oh, yeah. Rent is more expensive in Florida. The cost of living is more expensive in Florida because of all the people that have come to live there. What does Ron do? He brags about it. But has he realized that it's more expensive to live in Miami now? By the way, Hialeah, which is not a rich community, more expensive to live there. And there are hardworking, everyday Cubans and, and Blacks and Jamaicans and Nicaraguans there. And you're over here talking about that you're banning CRT. Buddy, there's going to be a crisis soon with, with the cost of living. And you're over here talking about Disney and that you're going to get wrecked by Disney. Focus on real problems. Stop with the Stop with the culture war stuff, man. We get it. Every single Republican running for president right now is anti-woke. But please bring policy. Nobody can tell me. It's like, oh, he kept the state open during COVID. That's why it's so great. Okay, and what else? What what else is the economic policy? Too much talk to talk. No, there was no state income tax before Ron DeSantis. He's not the reason you guys have it. It was there when Rick Scott was governor. It was there when Charlie Christ was governor. He was there when Jeb Bush was governor. Okay? So tell me, what has he done that has led to the economic prosperity outside of he kept the state open? Because guess what? He doesn't have a Dr. Fauci that he could fire. He didn't have one. He didn't have one. So he can't say he would have fired him because he didn't have one. But now, look, so tell me, what what, what else? So I, I keep hearing these things about Ron. And look, it, look, Trump needs to focus more on the on the policies. I think if he talks more about them, in a 2016, and he's getting there. He's getting there. But I think if he talks more about them, it could be, you know, it could be, you know, done. It could be done pretty soon. It could be done. He could be polling in the 60s and 70s, and it'll be done. Because I think that's what people are waiting for. And can Trump get the popular vote? I don't know. I don't think so. But can he get, remember, he only lost, but look, remember, he lost those states, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona. He lost them by a total of like 30,000 votes. He didn't lose them by a lot. Now remember, it's only we're only talking about a thirty thousand votes out of millions. So this is not a that this isn't that big of an election that you know. Was that election. was that the popular vote? No, that was in in to win those states in the electoral college. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The popular vote's something else, but we should have to focus on getting the electoral vote for now because we still have that system. Yeah, the popular vote's going to come when there are th- millions of Democrats, and remember. Trump lost a lot of the never Trumper vote, I think, in 2020 and in 2016. So I think if he gets that vote back, which is going to be difficult, but those people have to get over it, buddy. Get over it. He's brought he's brought the goods. The, the country was doing well policy wise. Everything, you know, they just hit it because he didn't let them in the club uh, because they were against him from day one, and so that's why they're angry. But you know, get over it, man. Look, it's it's the country. If you really care. Ronald Reagan would have cared more about the country than his own political ambitions. Okay? You're all about Reagan. So am I. Probably more than you guys. For real reasons. You're over here just for the clout. All right? But listen. About the country. That's what we got to focus on. Not whether I want to be president. I, I like him because he invites me to his club or the think tanks. They believe. No. That's so dumb. We, we got to focus on real issues, man. We got a country to save. We're not in good shape. Look at what happened this weekend in, in Chicago and look at what's happening in places like San Francisco and Los Angeles. Yeah, Chicago's going down to hell, man. 
hundreds of kids rioting. They they tore everything down at Walmart. There was a video of this gas station where they like just bullied this guy who worked at the gas station into the he was hiding in the bathroom because he was so scared to be beat up. And when he walks out, the whole store is like it's like an apocalypse. It's like an apocalypse just happened in that store. It's like there's nothing. There's nothing there to destroy. Same thing with the Walmart. I saw a video on Instagram about this black woman who's a mother in Chicago who supposedly you guys care about, the mayor, crying because every single thing in that Walmart was taken away, stolen, destroyed. People go to Walmart for food. That's where they get their groceries. You know what I mean? That's, that's where they get their stuff for living, to live, to feed their families. They go to Walmart because it's cheap. You understand what I'm saying? How did this, how did this all start? Like, how did they all... There was through social media. There's a social media page that said that, you know, teens out. We're going to go out and we're going to have fun. Remember those? You remember when we were kids, they used to have those posts on Facebook and Twitter and IG saying, yeah, you know, the purge night and we would go out. Same thing. Same thing, except that these kids were going to go out and make a mess of the city. And they were going to go out and riot and vandalize and steal. There's this video of this white girl who's in the middle of this crowd and she got beat up. She got beat up by a bunch of black kids. And yeah. so they, you guys hate it on the left and in Black Lives Matter. But this is why people keep saying the same line. 13% cause about 60 or 80% of the crimes. 13% cause over 60% of the crimes. Do you know what that is, Kennedy? What I meant, what I'm talking about? Yeah, thirty percent of who? Of the population who are what? Exactly, cause sixty percent of the what crimes? That's why they say that because they see that on TV and they say, "What the hell is going on? Those kids are destroying, stealing, vandalizing, setting things on fire, beating people up who aren't black, and beating other people who may be black because they have some beef, some stupid beef with each other." Of course, they see that and they say. These are animals. It's a third world country. And I can't say that because it's racist, but it, guess what? It's not racist. It's stupid. Like, there's so many issues and so many questions as to, like, where are the parents? How can the city just let that happen? Exactly. It's like, sometimes the parents are anywhere to, aren't anywhere to be found. Sometimes those, kid, those kids' parents are just moms or, like, a dad, like, grandparents who don't have any influence on their children anymore. It's like, what can they do? What can they say to them? Nothing. They're not going to say anything. And then what can they do? And the cops are going to do anything. The mayor came out and said that, you know, he, he condemns the violence, but you got to have to let kids, you know, you got to let the kids have space to do what they do. And, you know, let's not, let's not demonize kids pretty much. Did he, did he even condemn them? I, I don't, I haven't seen him do that. I saw something once. where he condemned or like he condemned that thing, you know, night of violence. That's what I saw. He condemned that, um, that night of violence. Oh, God, man. That's really dumb. I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw this. I'm like, how did they all just start rolling up together? Like, how, how does this even happen? And I was just social imagining media. social media. I was like, social media. Ma- that, that, yeah. that makes sense. Easy. That makes sense. Yeah, social media. And so they all decided, oh, that sounds cool. We're going to do it this weekend. Yeah, and they did it. And it's a, it's Chicago's just far gone. I, I remember they just had an election where there were only two Democrats on the ballot. There were no Republicans. Wow. Did you even hear a Republican running for no. Chicago? No, no, yeah. It's no, like who's running? Like there's none. 
it, there's none. And the you know, in, in Los Angeles, you know, there's a new mayor, Karen Bass. She was a congresswoman. She just came out and said that the city needs about like 500 new police officers. That's the right. It's the step in the right direction. But lady, where's it going to happen? Thousand more police officers. There are places in the city where people won't go. The cops just won't go. They won't do it because there's about I think there's about 500. No, I think what's the number? About like what three a thousand new gang members in Los Angeles. That sounds and accurate. So, huh? Yeah, that sounds no, accurate. Coming sounds from fun, LA. Right? Yeah, sounds fun. And so there's not enough cops. And so the people get questions like, well, if, if I get burglarized or if I get, you know, if there's a, you know, gangs around, can you guys help me? The cops say, no, there's not enough of us. And when these DAs like George Gascon in Los Angeles or in Chicago, I don't know who they have there, but some insane lady. I think he's, I think it was a Katie. I think her name was like Kate Fox at one point. I think she got recalled and there's a new one. And then New York, you have, you know, uh, Fat Albert. And San Francisco, they keep they just got rid of theirs and they got a new one. But when these DAs, the cops won't work because, well, if I arrest you, the DA is going to let you out the next day or in like 10 minutes. Like you're not going to you're never going to get charged with anything because of no cash bail. So our cities are in decline because of crime and thousands of people are moving out and going to states like Texas, Florida, Tennessee. You know, they're going other places. And Democrats don't want to admit that that's the problem. But it's a huge problem, and we have to figure out a way to to. We don't have to figure out a way because we know what. Yeah, the yeah. I was gonna be like, no, we don't got to figure shit. They need to figure this out. Yeah, but we need to figure out as a community, as a country, because this is happening in minority communities, in the black community. They're gonna have to have a come to Jesus moment, where they figure out that cops are not our enemy, or to increase recruiting amongst their community as cops, police themselves. And get rid of these DAs. That that's the solution. Get rid of these DAs. I don't know how they're gonna have to vote for it, but these cities are just too far gone, in my opinion. I mean, Detroit is a, is is a wasteland. That's far gone. You know, the days of when Detroit was you know in the running to be an Olympics host in the '60s. That's far gone. I mean, imagine Detroit used to be a town that was considered to be the host of a global Olympic of the winter of the summer Olympics. Imagine that. Would they ever get that consideration today? No, not at all. But they used to be. That's how great that city. That city had a GDP larger than some countries. That city. That city. What is it? It's just so far gone. It's gone. It's never going to happen again. And I'm sorry. You know, it's it's because there are people living there still, and they had no choice on the legislation passed in Washington that sent those jobs out of the city and destroyed it. It's like. It's like, and we might get in trouble for this, but it's like as if, if you go back to World War II and you you go back to Hiroshima and Fukusaki, and you say, and you go back to Detroit and and you look at them, post World War II, it's a complete difference. And if you go back today, you would say it was as if like saying, it's as if Detroit was hit by a nuclear bomb and Fukushima and Nagasaki weren't, because those are real cities now. Those are huge cities, thriving cities. Detroit's a disaster. It's a wasteland. It's it's disgusting. So, and um, so apparently, uh, in 2020, Chicago's uh, GDP was 770.7 billion in 2020. Now go to Detroit in like 1960. The annual percentage that's going to be a huge number. 
but remember that that's not going to happen ever again. Yeah, the point uh, is that, you know, there's it's so many things happening in Chicago again and again and again. It's every single weekend they have these horrifying numbers of hundreds, not tens. It's hundreds of people being killed, shot, stolen from. It's like, do these people really? They don't care, and they just elected another mayor, who's to the left of Lori Lightfoot, to the left. Not to the center, like Paul Vallis, who I thought should have won, who was, a, who was a candidate. They elected a guy who's farther left, which is insane. And then in Los Angeles, you have a mayor who's now realizing that they want more cops, you know, who pretty much said, look, we need cops. If you want a safe city, you need cops. That's, a, that's the right step. But so I've been telling like, everyone, like, that's, that's all we need. We need more cops. We, we need don't... more cops. And we need DAs that are actually going to prosecute the crimes. That's what we need. Because the cops can't do anything if, if the DAs, if the prosecutors don't prosecute. If I get that a rapist, too, yeah. if I yeah. arrest a rapist or someone who just set a home on fire or killed somebody, and you're letting them out on the streets the next day, why the hell should I do the work again? <clears throat> He's out again. He's on the street. What's the point? Why the fuck would I want to get him again? Exactly. And then if you guys are constantly demoralizing me in the city, like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, if you guys keep demoralizing me and telling me that I'm crap, that I'm the, that I'm the devil because you keep letting these kids protest on the Brooklyn Bridge or in Manhattan or in Brooklyn about how they're pro-BLM and they're all black nationalists now, which is disgusting. And they're all against the police. I should just go down. To, I should just go down to Florida, where they're giving me a bonus to become a cop, or down to Texas, or Tennessee, yeah. or North Carolina, where I'll be a cop and people will like me and I'll be fine. That was a good move. They'll defund. I mean, Los Angeles defunded the cops and now they want to hire them back. Good luck. They don't want to go. And then again, then the policing standards are so low that you're not going to get anybody good. You're going to get guys like in Memphis who shot that kid, and you're going to get more of those cases. And then more people are going to say, oh, it's because of white America. I don't know if you saw, there's this case, I think it's in Kentucky. So uh, this black kid, um, he knocked on the wrong door because he thought his brother was there. Yeah, the I, I, have, a lot, I have a lot to say about that. No one started to piss me off. Yeah, I see so many posts, you know. Um, and if you want to hear Katie's thoughts, we're going to talk about that on the Patreon. So check us out on the Patreon. Um, and now we're going to start wrapping this up because time's almost up. And uh, no, but it, it, it's so insane, you know. Again, the same rhetoric. It's anti-black. White people are all racist. Get rid of cops and probula. And look, I'm sure that guy's gonna go to jail. You know, there's no reason. You know, the kid's innocent. He was just a kid. You know, he was innocent. That guy's gonna go to jail. But if that guy gets any leeway in court, any leeway, like you know, he gets a fair trial, there's gonna be riots probably because they're gonna say, "Ah, it's not the shit." But what about the riots for the kids in Chicago? What about them? What about the families in Chicago that live under this terrorism? It's really terrorism. Kind of like terrorism, really. Because they're terrified to live there. They're not, they're not safe. They're not in peace. It's dangerous. You can't go out at night. So you said in the beginning, why should, I should go to Chicago. Why should I go to Chicago? What's there for me? It's like, it's expensive to go there. It's pricey to live there. Things are there expensive. And then there's crime all over the place. No, there's no point. It's disgusting. It's a disgusting city, and it's, it's, it's unfortunately seems like it's far gone. You know, I hate to say that, because I love this country so much, and I love, you know, Chicago used to be a great city, but um, it's dead. 
It's dead. Well, it's that's that's what it's dead. That's who they vote for. I mean, y'all, you guys need to wake up to reality. So that's what happens. Yeah. Well, and so uh, now this has been a great episode, Candy, and uh, we're gonna keep going on the Patreon. So I suggest you all uh, go to the Patreon. It's at Patreon.com/slash/for the number four for the Republic. You can check out these episodes. You know they're audio only, but you can check out our exclusive content where we de- go deep into bigger issues. Like what we're going to talk about, the uh, tragic shooting, which will, might be turned into a racial situa- situation now. And we're going to talk about Elon Musk, AI, dangers, is not boy. dangerous. And talks about, yeah, Katie's favorite guy. It's his favorite billionaire, Elon Musk. Second only to his other favorite billionaire. I want to say, fa- I, I want to say this is my favorite. Don't trust That's not your favorite billionaire. billionaire. No, your favorite billionaire. Oh, that's true. No, your favorite billionaire is Bill Gates. The mega, the, the mega... The Chad nerd, the beta nerd. You love him. Where are you going? All right. Anyways, thanks for <laughs> checking us out, guys. Again, tell your friends, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Like, subscribe, follow us if you're on subscribe. all of our. And you can check us out anywhere: Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Deezer, TuneIn, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can check us out everywhere. Tell your friends, like, subscribe. Um, if you're only listening to, uh, listening to us audio only. Sorry, you can't see us. We're finally in our studios. Finally, uh, we have video. And so, yeah. And so, thanks again for checking us out. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, again, tell your friends, like, and subscribe. Thanks again for watching. All right. Bye, guys.